Welcome to the Mass Fans for Life podcast. I am your host, Landon Thomas. I am joined by Shauna Vaz Makani and Kendra Dunson. Today is the All-Star Weekend episode. We will be giving our All-Star picks and we'll be talking about Kyrie Irving, his first few games in Dallas. Actually, let's start with Kyrie Irving. Let's start. Let's talk about it. So, when you look at the stats that Kyrie Irving has in his four games, he's averaging 28.3 points per game, seven assists, 4.8 rebounds per game, and he's shooting 53.3% from the floor. That's insane. I feel like everybody comes to Dallas to get their efficiency up. You know, it's like a resume builder. (laughs) uh, But... Obviously, two of those games were without Luka Doncic, so we'll also get into that. Um, But just starting out, Sean Avaz, I'll start with you. What's your overall assessment on Kyrie Irving in his first four games with Dallas? Kyrie is who we thought he was, man. You're talking about a a superstar talent in this league, Um, you know, that – Regardless of his off the court issues with with Brooklyn, I mean, this guy is a is a certified Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players in the NBA. You know, we know the we know the special kind of talent he is, and the fact that you know we, we've talked about this last week that the fact that Dallas was able to get him for what they did. I mean, it's a no brainer bringing a guy like that in, and all he's doing is just showcasing, um, you know, the player that he is. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised by it. You know, I think I expected maybe a little bit of a um, of a learning curve maybe, or a little bit of a lull as he tried to, you know, kind of acclimate with, with his teammates. And, you know, we'll get into the Luka Doncic stuff here, but other than, you know, a couple possessions here and there, I mean, it's been a seamless fit. You know, I think he's, he's played off the ball really well. He's commanded the offense really well when Luka was out the first two games. Um, you know, he's made the right passes, right? He showcased his kind of one-on-one ability when, when the Mavericks really needed it. Um, against Minnesota and against the Clippers, but he's also deferred. Um, and I think that was, you know, kind of the big question coming in was, you know, are we going to see ball hog or, or um, you know, kind of the it's all about me, Kyrie, or are we going to see team Kyrie? And and right now, first four games, I mean, we're seeing the best version of Kyrie I think we've seen in, in quite a bit of time. And let's not forget, he was having a fantastic season with Brooklyn, right? In the games he was playing, he was having one of the best seasons of his career, one of the most efficient seasons of his career. So, um, you know, this shouldn't be a shock to anybody that that he's just putting his talents on display. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, the numbers are not that off from um, his whole season in Brooklyn right now. That's why he was voted an all-star starter. Kendra, what's your thoughts on the first four games um, that you've seen from Kyrie Irving in Dallas? I think the 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 talk of two ball dominant players can they work together can he immediately to me he killed that the first game the fact that he deferred so much and he gave the ball to Josh Green or he pointed to the inbound person saying hey give it to Hardy let him take it up you know like immediately it's just showing like he's aware of the narrative and and also this is not his first go round playing with another ball dominant player and um you know seeing him in that first game with the clippers and just how the 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 energy you know it, it felt tangible um watching it and just seeing how it you know kind of revitalized everyone there uh, it revived people the players the coaches even the fans you know and so he brought that something that was missing um even with Luca there um and just for me that stood out the most is that he really didn't have an issue um letting other players shine and also knowing when to dominate his passes his pocket passes were sharp um i mean his ability to get into the lane the wizardry you know, to get there and finish. There's one play, um, and, and I'm, I'm sure if y'all seen it circulating on TikTok, uh, social media, Twitter, or whatever, but he finds his way into the paint. Um, Kawhi is there, and Kawhi literally has his hand on the ball. And Kai, I mean, uh, uh, Kai, he just has his, it's so much hang time there. 
and the strength of Kyrie. I was I, I'm like, you know, he's he's six one, six two, but homie is strong. <laughs> you know, Kawhi Leonard is I mean, he's he's a big guy, you know. Everyone talks about his hand. Um, it's almost like a like a Greek god or something. And Kawhi was I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kyrie was able to maintain control and uh, finish the play. And to me, I was like, wow, no other player has done that on the Mavericks, including Luka. And so to be able to win against the Clippers and then the first game um, with the Kings, to be able to win a different way with the pace and the ball movement and the player movement, something we haven't seen, something that fans and, and you know, sports writers were, were questioning if that's something, you know, if those things could happen for the Mavericks, you know, um, to be able to see that and see uh, successful results, I think it, it, it planted a seed, um, I think, within the Mavericks team uh, and, and the players and things like that. And I think he also gave Luka something to look forward to when he got back on the court. So um, the humility of Kyrie should be noted. Um, His experience of playing with other ball dominant players should be noted. Um, And just him being able to dominate the game in a way, in a non-Luca way also should be noted. Yeah. Those are very strong and very, um, very good points by you, Kendra. It's very interesting to me just w- watching him play. It's, you know, because when you see guys on other teams, especially stars, I mean, you watch a lot of their games on national TV, but you really don't recognize just the details, the small things until they are on your team. Or in unless you're in a playoff series where you see – you know, a lot of their game back to back, but just his finish ability. And we know about his handles, but just like you pointed out his finish ability um, around the rim being at six, two, we seen it with Brunson. We seen it. Well, then Woody's bigger, but we seen it with Brunson, but it's in a different way. Like Brunson was able to finish with big guys, but Kyrie is able to change his shot, maneuver his shot and have the hang time in in the air kind of like josh green does if man if, if Kyrie could just give some of that to josh green ooh. but it's just the ability to hang in the air and alter his shot any way he can to get it off and make it and then also just like you you also pointed out the just the selflessness the um being unselfish it seems like he's given confidence to these guys like He's given confidence to Theo Pinson. I mean, Theo Pinson, uh, JaVale McGee, all these dudes were uh, were balling. Yeah, Theo Trio. I mean, all these dudes were balling after Kyrie got here because he gives them confidence. He's like, because, you know, there's a difference. Like, let's just just say what it is. I mean, when Luka um, is on the court, he's just just that damn good. Where, hey – let me just stand in the corner. You do your thing, and I'll be ready to shoot. But Kyrie was like, "No, Theo, man, come on, man, go, go get you a bucket, you know, because he's been playing well." And just, just the selflessness that he is given to these players who normally don't play at all, um, confidence is is remarkable because especially when Luca was out, he was doing that, and when Luca is there, he's doing that. So it's really cool to see a player dominate the game without dominating the usage of the basketball. And I think that transitions to my next question. I'll start with you this time, Kendra, the pairing with Luca and Kyrie. So that's a big topic. They obviously play well together. I mean, if you just look at their stats in the eye test, but the small things, like I said, the details who gets the last shot, spacing, the the pace. They're still figuring things out. How do you think – what's your thoughts on the last two games that you've seen with Luka and Kyrie? I think – I mean, 
figuring it out, you know, it's a progress, you know, it's a process and they're new to each other. You know, to me, this is, I wish this happened, you know, the first game of the season mm. rather than, you know, at this time where it wins 23 games and losses. <laughs> right. It, it really matters now. So that's the, the downside to it. And also that's the pressure of it is trying to expedite the process of them getting to uh, mesh well. But so far of what I've seen, you know, I think Luca respects Kyrie's ability. Um, he respects his talent. Kyrie respects Luca. To me, that's very evident in how they kind of hot potato, you know, the passes yeah. and just trying to, in a way, get stay out of the way. You know, like just just stay out stay out of the way. I'm gonna impact the game this way. Um, hey, you want to take that step back three? Let me move over here to the corner. Let me try to draw a defender this way, and and I'm gonna do it. You know, so. I, I see it. Um, I see the respect they have with each other. I think the execution and, and all of that, that's going to take about 10. Yeah. It's probably going to take to the, the for the rest of the regular season, honestly, to really to get some kind of, you know, and it's just to get familiar with each other. Yeah, know each other's tendencies. Right. And again, that doesn't happen over time. It's brilliant and, and high IQ both players are it's just it's still getting to know each other tendencies you know um Dwayne Wade and in in LeBron James you know they took they took a whole season and a half or so to really try to figure it out so trying to do it at this time with you know 20 some odd games left and also the playoffs and you know free agency in the summer looming and all of these things like it's it's a lot it's a lot there but you know, I, I see the respect and I also see the struggle. You know, Luca still kind of being stagnant, you know, kind of ball watching a little bit. He does slow down the pace. And I also see Kyrie almost being too generous. There's a couple of times where I'm like, yeah. just, just, just take it. Just take it. You, you know, no one is going to be like, man, why did you take that shot? Just take it. You know, and so I think if Kyrie can be a little bit more aggressive at times, you know, I don't think anyone is going to think, oh, man, he's trying to take over Luca's team. I don't think anyone is going to I don't think anyone is going to think that at all. So, again, it's just trying to figure out the X's and O's and, and the tendencies and things like that from each other. And and that's and that's what he that's what both of them said. I mean, after the after the post game last game. Kyrie said he should have been he should have been more aggressive. He, you know he should, he he can't wait until the fourth quarter to get it get it going. So you, you're definitely spot on, on on being generous. And then and Luca also said you know he's he's figuring it out as well because he hasn't been off the ball since his rookie year. I mean uh, it, it, as much. I mean because you know Dennis Smith Jr. was um, leading the ball, and then also um, you know rookie year and overseas like it's been like four years since so it, it, it does take time Sean Navaz what's your thoughts on the just uh what you've seen overall from Luca and Kyrie together yeah I, I agree with Kendra I think it's going to take time I, I think it takes time you know any any scenario where you're adding two players of of this caliber right and it goes back to what Kendra said earlier is that Kyrie's played with guys like LeBron he's played with guys like Kevin Durant let's not forget Brooklyn went 13 and 9 when Kevin when Durant and, and Kyrie first teamed up together and they were both healthy at the beginning of the 2020 season so you know they took it was it wasn't until February or March when they started to hit their stride so it's still thanks man <laughs> it still takes time right like even two guys that, that were as close as those two were and teamed up together to play it takes time for them to mesh and you know they were a toe away from marrying from from making the the conference finals right um that year uh so you know it we've seen it before that it takes time for them to gel um for these last two games unfortunately they were losses but you know especially the minnesota game i mean it comes down to you know understanding and figuring out who's going to be in a position to take that shot and these are both two guys that that want to have the ball in their hand at the end of the game and 
you know, I think it was miscommunication and it, you know, they were too close together. I mean, they've got to learn to spread out a little bit, you know, maybe Kyrie goes further out on the wing or Luca, um, you know, stays out on, on the, you know, on the perimeter or even goes inside and posts up, you know, in situations like that. Um, you know, you're, you, it, that's going to come with time because they're so used to both of them getting the ball at the top of the key with 10 seconds left, you know, dribbling it out, working their magic and then, you know, passing the ball if they need to, or taking that last shot. So, trying to determine which one of them is going to stay, you know, kind of more passive or, or really, you know, waiting for the pass or cutting inside the lane. That's going to be something that, that Jason Kidd's going to have to discuss with them. And it's going to take adjustment on, on both players. Um, but I think everything that we've heard and everything that we've seen, you know, there's all this talk that, you know, Luca can't adjust and Kyrie can't adjust and, and what are they going to do? You know, they're two ball dominant players. We've seen this time and time again in the NBA where ball dominant players play together and it works. Right, people didn't think Jason, uh, uh, James Harden, and Chris Paul, you know, would work, and they still made, you know, the conference finals. You know, they were close to making the NBA finals. You know, they ran into a, a powerhouse in Golden State. So, you know, let's. It's not that a guy like, Jalen Brunson was a ball handler. Like people say that Luca can't mesh with another ball handler. Jalen Brunson had the ball in his hands last year, and this team made the Western Conference Finals. So that notion goes out the window with with that argument. Um, the question is, how can they adjust to each other's games to benefit? the betterment of this team as the season goes on. And I think you've got two guys that are willing enough to win, to put their egos aside and say, let's, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out, right? As time goes on, the more you play with each other, you understand your, their tendencies, you understand kind of what spots they like to be in, where they're comfortable at. There was a beautiful sequence in the game against the Wolves where Kyrie got trapped and kicked it. You know, I think it was a, a quick pass on the outlet to Luca and Luca hit that wide open three. You know, Luca's got to get better of when Kyrie gets, you know, get, Kyrie gets trapped, he's got to get open. Kyrie understands that because he's played in the league a lot longer. He's a better three-point shooter than Luca is. Um, you know, as, as soon as Luca starts figuring that out um, and starts hitting some of these um, non-step-back threes, right, where he's wide open on the wing, you know, he's got to take those, um, you know, as, as opposed to dribbling and, and trying to post and kick out. Um, so, again, it's a learning adjustment. And playing with a guy like Kyrie who's got – a relatively similar skill set from a from the perimeter like Luca does, it's gonna it it it's gonna be nothing other than beneficial for both of them. And I think it'll work. I, you know, I think as time goes on, you're gonna start to see um, those two games mesh a lot better, and you're gonna start to see a lot of improvement with them two playing together. But look, it's it's been fun. I mean, you know, the last four games have been amazing. You've seen a higher tempo from the Mavericks. You've seen even Luca push the pace a little bit more than he's probably comfortable with. Um, the first game against the Clippers, and even the first game against the Kings. You know, Kyrie was kind of overpassing, essentially, you know, expecting people to be in certain spots and they weren't. And, you know, that's, you know, from a whole team perspective, that's going to take time to learn. You know, hey, Josh Green, cut in on this because Kyrie's going to, you know, kick it right to you. We saw Luca and Kyrie have a beautiful exchange against uh, the Wolves where, you know, Luca called for Kyrie, you know, to get the ball. And Kyrie, instead of, you know, got the screen and, and drove inside and Luca, you know, bounced past it into him for a layup. You know, that was, that's what, those two guys can bring to this team. And as soon as everyone else starts to figure it out and starts meshing together, it's going to make for, you know, a fantastic offensive show. It really boils down to three things, communication, adaptability, and accountability. And I'll start with accountability. They said it, those past two games they played with each other. It's kind of funny too, because the first game, Luca was like, that was my bad. I should have passed it to Kyrie. You know, he, he, he was hot should have got him the shot. And then the second game, Kyrie was like, that's my bad. You know, that was my fault. I should have gave Luca more spacing or I should have shot the shot. And they were just, you know, doing the hot potato. And it, it gave you a sense of, okay, these guys are owning up to their mistakes and they're going to figure it out. And that's what leads to communication. And that's, and that's where they can – watch film together or they can talk about it because after the game it, it took them like probably 40 minutes to get to the to the uh press conference so uh, i i think th there were definitely some communication and breakdown on film on what went wrong or because they're they, it never took them that long to get to the press and and once Kyrie did get there he was like, man, I really wanted, I really wanted to win that first game for these fans um, back home, you know. So it's, and then um, the third point is adaptability. I think, like Sean Abaj, you just brought up um, Luca, and that's the thing. 
people are not realizing that Luca does have a transition period where he has to adapt to Kyrie's game because he's a co-star. I mean, that's the that's what we all discussed for the past year. So it's he's not going to change his game. The, Jason Kidd's not going to change the offensive scheme until another co-star is there. We saw a little wrinkle with Brunson, but we didn't see this full out um, change in the offense like we are seeing now with Kyrie Irving. And it's really something to see. And that's what I want people to realize. It's going to take more time. But like Sean Navaz just pointed out, he's already adapting a lot. It's just, it seems like it's not, but he's adapting a lot. Because when you look at before the trade, it was getting to the point where everyone was just standing around waiting for a three ball. And, and unless Christian Wood just goes on a tear with like 10 points in a row. But it, it was getting to the point where they have to do something because this is so predictable. And that's what I love about this offense now is I don't know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. I mean, what do y'all think about that? Who, who, who should take the shot? I mean, we've seen both of them hit so many game winners. Is it just a who's hot that night or should it be Luca? Cause he's a top three player and it's, it's his team. I think honestly, it's two things. One, who's hot and two, how is the defense playing you? Uh, my, you know, right now I'm leaning towards Kyrie, you know, um, just for the fact that he uses a little bit more variety as far as like trying to get a shot, you know, Luca, you know, he's, he's looking for that, that step back three, you know, uh, on the left wing. Like we know that's, that's going to happen um, with Kyrie. I feel like maybe it gives us a little bit more. He's a little bit quicker and it's quicker um, with his shot release. And so even if there's a shot attempt and it's missed, then, you know, it's just a greater chance of getting an offensive rebound and trying again. So um, I, 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 that's my opinion, you know, go with the hot hand and see how the defense is playing. you. But right now I'm leaning towards Kyrie. Yeah, I think it's 100% predicated on what the defense does because we've seen time and time again the Mavericks run the same play over and over that the defense knows exactly what they're doing. We've seen them try to run it twice in in one game and it doesn't work either time, and it's incredibly frustrating to see. Um, so I think if the defense plays it like now, you know, now you you bring the problem. You know, it's not your problem now; it's the defense's problem. Which one of them are you going to guard? Right? Like who do you, who do they feel? you know, least confident in taking the three. And both of these guys, like you said, Landon, both of them have proven that they can hit game winning shots. Um, you know, that they're, they have that clutch gene or, or whatever you believe in with respect to being a clutch athlete. They both have it. Um, you know, they both hit some, some pretty incredible shots over their career. So really you're, you're putting the, the pressure on the defense to say which one of them is going to take the last shot. And so you, you play off that, right? If they're going to bracket Luca, Luca needs to get the ball to Kyrie and Kyrie can do a lot with it. Kyrie can take the shot. He can drive in. He can kick it back out if you've got a guy like Christian Wood on the floor. Josh Green, who's improved his three-point shot tremendously this season, is an, is an option to take the shot, right? But the, the ball needs to be in one of those two guys' hands and let them play off what the defense is doing. They're both smart enough to make the right read. And I think, you know, you saw that loss to the Wolves. You saw that at the end that both, you know, it, it's kind of like first-game nerves, right, where it's like, oh, like – you know, I don't want to take the ball away from you, but you don't want to take the ball away from me. And it's like, who, you know, who wants the last, like in that scenario, as hot as Kyrie was, it needed to be Kyrie taking that shot, right? Like Kyrie should have been taking that shot. Luca should have been the one getting out of his way and saying, you know what, man, like you've, you've scored what, 26, 27 points this quarter. Like you take it, you know, and try to get yourself open. Um, you know, if, if he can't, if he can't get past, you know, his defender in other games, it's going to be Luca who's putting up you know, 36, 37 again. And, and Kyrie is going to be the one who's going to say, you know what, I'll, I'm going to sit on the wing. And if you get doubled or, or trapped, you know, I'll be open, you know, give me the ball. Um, so I think, I think you're going to see that adjustment now as, as games go on. And it's going to be completely dependent on how does a defense play these two superstars. In my last question for this topic, I'll start with you, Sean of us, since Kendra went last time, what's, because after the game, Kyrie said 
he's still figuring out Luca's pace. First quarter and coming out halftime. Obviously, we mentioned that Luca is pushing the ball more, which is good. But he still has that transition period. Like Kendra said, it's gonna it's gonna probably take you know fifteen games or the rest of the season to really get it going on knowing what Kyrie does and how he plays in the style that he wa- he wants to play. But Kyrie also said that running and gunning, they play extremely well. Like when they're going and, and and going up up and down that court, they're getting after it, and it's hard it's hard to contain them. And he said we play great at that. So, can, do you see Luca making the full plunge and start running and gunning like an All Star game, or do you see it being how it is now, like a, a compromise where you, they could just go back and forth with slow pace and and then they kick it on? I think it's going to be a combination of both. Um, you know, I think Luca is so used to, and, and that, that's not to say that Luca won't run and gun in certain scenarios, yeah. right? Um, I, I think you, with a guy like Luca, I think the Mavericks could be at their best potentially when, you know, this is a guy who averages what eight and a half, nine rebounds a game. On seven of those, if he's the one rebounding it, kick it to Kyrie and let him run. You know, let him run with Josh Green and, and JaVale if he wants to down the, down the court. If Jaden Hardy's in the game, you know, if they've got a small lineup in there, you know Hardy's going to be running down the court with Kyrie. So you've got opportunities really to have both of them on the floor and kind of play the same style. If there's a, you know, a missed free throw and somebody gets the, you know, gets the rebound and Kyrie's pushing it up, you know, the Mavericks could easily jump out to that fast break. But then when it's, say, a made shot and you want to kind of reset and say, all right, like Luca, bring it up the floor, right? Or Kyrie even bring it up the floor and give it to Luca and kind of reset the off- the offense. I think you can play both styles um, within, you know, within the game. And it, it keeps the defense on their toes as well because you don't really know, you know, what's going to happen, right? Um, and, and to that point, I think both of them have to adjust and, and play off of each other's games. Kyrie, Yes, the running gun is great as well, but but Kyrie's also very very good in the half court. Like Kyrie's a very good, you know, dictator of of basketball when he's when he's in half court and he can see kind of how the defense is positioning themselves and he knows who's going to make the cut and he can kind of direct people and tell them where to go and where to screen and and you know things like that. And and Luca the same way, right? They're both kind of that that mold of floor general essentially, where where they both have a great vision in the half court. You want to utilize that strength as well and not just be you know, you're not trying to go from last in pace to first in pace in, in three months in the NBA, right? You know, you want to you wanna kind of, you know, merge the two together and, and really give the defense a mix of both. But, you know, I, I think I think it comes down to them understanding that, you know, one is Kyrie's strength, one is Luka's strength. How do we get the best out of both of those? And then also look at the personnel that are on the floor as well, right? If you've got guys like JaVale McGee how or Dwight Powell, how often are you going to be running down, the, you know, running and gunning down the court? Christian Wood, now on the other hand, that's a guy that you know can keep up, you know, with his long strides. But Jaden Hardy's in there. Josh Green, who is extremely electric, you know, you'll see the Mavs push their pace a little bit more, I think. But you know, you're going to have to change things up and and really kind of play mind games with the defense as the season goes on. Kendra, what's your thoughts? I think both can be used to their advantage. You know, with in the playoffs, things kind of slow down. So, Ooh, yeah. you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt them to be able to to slow it down and play at the pace that that Luca does. And there'll be times where you know nothing is going down, and you know they're playing too fast, and you know a couple of passes are sloppy, and and you know that that leads to extra points, which happen. You know, um, with the Kings, and that's how they were able to to stay in the game um, in the the first game against the Kings. And so um, it's, to me, I don't think it's a, it's a this or that. It's, it's more or less what Shauna Vaz, um said, you know, it's, it's, it's really trying to find the medium. It's understanding the, the defense and what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just utilizing it to your advantage. And also, understanding the, the people on the uh, on the floor with you. You know, there are a lot of players on the Mavs teams that I feel they play a lot better when it's more loose, you know. Just say it. What of, you mean? The whole bag of secrets over here. I saw the, you know, like, it's just. Who plays you better know, r- running and gunning? Hardy. 
yeah. um, Josh Green, um, even uh, Reggie. Um, who else? Uh, Theo out there, Frank out there. Uh, which, by the way, why is he getting minutes? But that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. So basically, um, you're saying the whole team. The plays. whole team outside of Luca. Yeah. <laughs> outside of Luca. But here's the caveat, though. There's not a lot of players outside of Luca and and Kyrie who can play in half court. It's, so it's like. How do you get the most out of your your superstars while they're both on the floor? And also, how do you elevate the rest of your team while they're on the floor? So to Kyrie, you know, he checks off all the boxes. You know, he could play half court. He could play run and gun, whatever. Luca, I, you know, obviously he can play half court. The run and gun is something that he would just get adjusted to. But there's nothing in my mind that says that he can't. You know, he, he most definitely can um, Josh Green, I feel he's the next player who can do that. Wood is a player that can who can do that. Bullock, you know, he's just one of those catch and shoot. So to me, you know, running and catching it and moving, that just works to his advantage, you know, because I'm sure that's part of the way that he practices as well. You're just moving around and catching and shooting. Um, and so you want that replicated in, in a live game. Um, so they're just going to have to figure out exactly what works. You know, I don't, I don't really have the answers. Um, You know, I, I, I can see one series, you know, it's working to their advantage, Um, you know, um, against the Nuggets and, you know, um, the Clippers and and things like that. And then, you know, if you want to kind of slow it down or uh, try to play at the same pace as um, the Warriors, you know, Memphis, um, you know, so they do, they have a versatile, um, a versatile, um, um, offense that wasn't there prior to Kyrie. And so, you know, it's on kid to figure it out. I think, I think you said it well. I mean, it, it makes the team versatile the, and, and that's what it boils down to is it Luca is that good where you can't, you can have guys standing around on the three point line and let him cook all game and hey just have your hands ready but now when you're trying to win a championship you got to change things you got to bring in um a you know it's a two-star league when you look at the these title runs and 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 that's what that's what is right now it, they got two stars and now they're changing things and there's going to be adjustments here and there so this is just it's just exciting to see less um you know, it's exciting to see games that are um, less predictable. You know, it, just watching the high usage from Luca is good, and he dominates. He's that good. He's a top three player. But it's just nice to see something that is not expected. Like that that fourth quarter last game, and even, even the Sacramento game, when they were just, this, the first game, they were just trying to figure each other out, but they still play good, but they're trying to figure each other out. It was just nice to sit back and not know what's going to happen. Like, is it going to go Kyrie this play? Is it going to go Josh Green? Is it going to go Luca? What's going to happen? That's nice to see. So, all right. So, let's get to the all-star picks. I'm excited to hear who y'all have. Kendra's rubbing their hands together. Sean Navaz is saying, yes, let's sir. go. I want to see who has the better picks. Obviously, we don't know until the weekend, but... It's going to be exciting to see who y'all do pick. So what we're going to do is we're going to just choose three of the competitions. I mean, it's getting ridiculous with some of the competitions that they're having now. But the let's go to the classics, the three-point contest, the dunk contest, and the um, all-star game MVP. So which one do y'all want to start with? Let's start with the three-point. Okay. I say three point. Okay, All right, let's, let's do it. Shalavon, he ready? I mean, he, he said, "What you got, Kendra?" Uh, she's, going she's going in order, so I like it. It'd be so funny, y'all pick the same people. All right, so let's start with. The... I doubt it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I doubt it. So let's start. Let's start with um, the three point contest. Here are the contestants for the three point contest. It is. 
Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard from the Blazers, um, Buddy Hild from the Pacers, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, um, Kevin Herter uh, from the Kings, Lori Markinen, um, the host city um, from Utah, uh, Jazz, and then Tyler Hero um, from the Miami Heat, Tyrese Halliburton, first-time All-Star from the Indiana Pacers, and Anthony Simons from the Blazers. So, Kendra, you go first. Listen, I already know that y'all think y'all know my answer, all right? And rightfully so. Dame Dollar is that dude. He, I mean, he just killed the Lakers, you know, like he's unstoppable, all right? Rightfully so. Um, With that being said, Oh, this is a three-point contest. Would you try to would you try to talk him up like this is a, a playoff series? No, he's he's not with that being said, oh, he's uh-oh. not the person that I'm choosing. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'ma go, I'm going off numbers. Okay. Mm, okay. I'ma go, I'ma go with Buddy Hill. Oh, right? okay. I'ma go with I'm going with Buddy Hill. Uh right now he's number eleven. Um, as far as three point uh percentage and things like that, Dame Dollar. Oh my God, it, it pains me to say this. Lord Jesus, he's um, where was he at? See, I even lost track of homie. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even find him, but we'll he's like back, number folks. forty something. <laughs> yeah, but I I love Dame. My heart says Dame, but the numbers says Buddy Hill, and I'm gonna go with him. Okay, Sean Navas. I respect that because look, Dame Dame is arguably top three, top two in game three point shooter right now. I mean, I, I obviously Steph is one. I think I don't think there's any debate, but you know, I think Dame is is right there, um, especially with some of the ridiculous shots he takes and, and makes. I mean, it's 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 mind blowing. But the three point contest is is a catch and sh- you know not even a catch and shoot. It's a grab and shoot, right? It's you know you mm-hmm. you yeah. you got to be set. You got to be quick. Um, I think I'm gonna go Tyler Hero, man. I think Hero oh. is, is one of those guys that look. He's not. He's having a down year, I think, from three point land. But the guy is a really, really good. I spot would too up if shooter. I get that much money. There you go. He's a good spot up shooter. Um, you know he he he's been in this contest before, so he knows kind of the pace and he knows, um, you know, kind of how things are gonna roll and and. You know, it just seems to me like a guy. I mean, nobody else. I, I like the Buddy Heald pick. I think he's probably who I would have taken number two. Um, but you know, I just look at the field and, and you know, I, I I think of okay, who is a who out of this group is a good spot up shooter? I mean, there's a lot of good in game three point shooters, good off the dribble. But this is a you know, you're you're stationary, right? You're not getting the ball. You know, you don't have time to dribble or do anything like that. You got to pick it up and shoot. And I think I think Hero excels at that probably more than anybody in this field. Wow. Okay. So we got Buddy Hill and Tyler Hero. Okay. Um, I am going to choose. I know Kendra will like this. I'm going to choose Anthony Simons over. Damian Lillard in the finals. Ooh. A Blazer Ooh. versus Blazer. Ooh. Yeah, so the young buck gets bit. Kendra's going to be hey, like, can we do cold. the Saturday night after the three point contest? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, I just feel like the, I just feel like Simon's, he just has like an aura that he's like, these are the type of things he could just go in and just dominate and. Like he doesn't need to warm up. He doesn't like, need he to just, warm up. Yeah, you know, he's just like one of those guys. Straight. He's a hooper. I mean, they're all hoopers, but this guy just feels like a three-point contest winner to me. It just, that's just the first guy I thought of, and then I said, "Hey, let me think. Let me take it another step further. Let me have him beat the leader of his team and just have bragging it's rights for right the rest of the season." Rightfully so. Put the you know, put the trophy means... in his locker every time Dave <laughs> walks in. Every yes, day. that would be hilarious. I'm already building the whole story here, so I hopefully that comes to fruition. Um, okay, so we heard Sean Navaz just give 
Kendra compliments about her pick. Kendra, where's uh, Shauna Vaz compliments about Hero? Uh, that's a very oh. risky pick. Oh, <laughs> risky for sure. Oh. I could have gone the easy route and said the leader in the, of the field, who's you know has the highest three point percentage. Oh. I decided to go off the books. You know, let's okay, pick somebody yeah. else who's gonna win. Uh, it's, not oh. always the, oh. it's always the best shooter that wins these competitions. That's true. That is true. And he has to do something. It's, that boy got the bag, and he's just like. Eh. I'm just going to coast. He's, he's streaky, man. But okay, yeah. Shana Voss, if he wins, I don't know. I'll I'll do something for you. You just got to oh, come up with something. Go. Make a bet or something. Because I don't think he's going to make it out of the first round. Oh, dang. All right. I'll, I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Okay. We'll ponder on that one. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to the dunk contest. First of all, what's y'all's thoughts on the dunk contest as of late? I mean, this are y'all still thinking about Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, or are y'all still liking? I got, it's been so down, and it's just it's awful now. I mean, I don't. Even, how do you have a G League player in the dunk contest? Hey, he <laughs> just got signed to a two way. He's a <laughs> yeah. He's a second team. Like I, I don't get it. Like it, it. I don't understand why the field is this bad. Like you've got so many other guys that, you know, what are the incentives for get to get people to, to join these con- or like to be in these dunk contests? Like it doesn't make, you know, we went from landing, like you said, the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contests and you know, the, the crazy, I mean, even the, the Blake Griffin ones, Dwight Howard ones. I mean, those were all great, right? They're all, they put on a show and they make it entertaining and they were still great dunks. You know, the last few years, I mean, what Obi Toppin last year? Like, okay, great. Like, it wasn't a great dunk contest. You know, it's it, it hasn't been for a while, and I don't understand why. I they there needs to be some sort of reform or some sort of bonus or something to get you know get these you know high flyers in the game. I mean, Shaden Sharp was going to be in it and decides, hey, you know what? Never mind. Um, but where's like a guy like John Morant? Where's a guy like Shaden Sharp? Like, you know, like. Where, you know, how come we haven't seen Giannis do it? How come we haven't, you know, all these, you know, these high flying dunkers, like where, where are all these guys that, you know, that should be doing it? Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. Okay. So let's go. Well, let's just say the first, the last four, um, well, you could even say last shoot a handful, six, seven. I mean, they've been mediocre in the last few were horrible. Uh, I can't, I don't even remember until you said Obi Toppin. I would, I wouldn't have guessed who won last year to be honest um but let's start with shauna vaz this time so the the um contestants for the dunk contest this year are jericho sims from the knicks uh kenya martin jr from the rockets trey murphy the third from the pelicans and then shauna vaz just mentioned mac mcclung the high school phenom um, the high school highlight tape. Don't say that to Austin Rivers. From the 76ers. <laughs> just signed today. He was their G League player. Now he is their two-way player. So, Sean Navaz, who is your pick to bring back the dunk contest? Please. Oh, boy. Okay. That's pressure. I don't know if he's going to bring back the dunk contest. Uh, but there's no way I'm picking against my guy my second round pick out of the university of texas at austin oh, i should have known I mr known. jericho sims baby I no way i'm known. picking against the longhorn no way jericho sims gonna tear the roof off i i he probably won't make it out of the first round but i, I can't pick against him i can't pick against him <laughs> that's, my, that's my boy man you're just that's feeding kendra i mean you, Point, you, you, 3.7 points a game let's go dunk contest winner book it but he has he has so much athleticism though. I mean, he does. You need to hype him up. You just say he, he probably does. lose. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. I mean, look, he's he's tall. He remind you know he he could put on like a like a Blake Griffin kind of show. You know, I don't know if he has that kind of athleticism that Blake Griffin did. He doesn't. But I mean, the guy's got. He's been uh, he's I mean, thrown he's on a- some some pretty good dunks. You know, six ten. I mean, he's a good. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of athleticism, a lot of bounce to him, especially in college. He was, you know, he was crushing people, uh, you know, uh, you know, in the Big 12. So and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, you know, the Knicks lead the NBA in dunk contest winners. 
ironic fact. So I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna like say it continues it and they add to their five and get number six this year. He does have a lot of athleticism. Like for being six ten and up, uh, I think him and Jackson Hayes they mm-hmm. always surprise another me. another University of Texas center. Oh my gosh, Kendra, I'll go I'll go to you on that one. Shadow Vaz is just smiling. I wish I, I could see I got my shirt this. on, too. Look at that. I got my shirt on today, too. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do video. We'll, we'll do video. We'll start video one day, but it, I wish I could see the smile on Shadow Vaz's face <laughs> right now. But Kendra, how do you even go after that? Who's your who's your winner for this? Well, let me, let me preface it with my criteria is authority. Oh, okay. Creativity mm. and swag. Ooh. Is that still a is that still a thing? Can we still say swag, or is that is that too millennial for us? I don't I don't know. But oh, yeah. it needs those th- it needs those three things, and there's only two that comes to mind that can do that. All right, it's Kenyon Martin Jr. and okay. Trey Murphy. All right, okay. um, now listen. So you you just, am, you just said Jericho Sims had no swag. Jericho Sims got swag. Trey Murphy's a better shooter than he is a dunker. Kenyon Martin, yeah. I'll give you. Kenyon Martin, I'll give you because he's got his dad swag. That's what he it, it runs in the family. And a and authority. Yeah, I mean, that, that the runs way in he family. finishes yeah. those dunks. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, go but, ahead. But you know, I like I like I like Trey Murphy's look. If that makes sense. Look. Like, like he's tall, he's kind of lanky, and when he dunks, you're like, he's tall too. Talking about tall, Sean of us, Sean of us, mute your mic. <laughs> 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 no, but like you hear what I'm trying to say though. Like Trey Murphy, he's just he's just tall, he's lanky, and he finishes like in a way where I'm like, whoa, okay, I yeah. was not expecting that. That was uh, that was pretty nice. But with that being said, I am going. With the sun here, I'm going with Kenyon oh, Martin Jr. You be throwing curveballs up in here. With that being said, you with had that me. Being okay. Said I'm going with Kenyon Martin. I'm I I gotta go with Junior. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I just Houston needs something. <laughs> you know they need wow. something. They need a Whoa. they need a win. They need a win. And normally I don't care if Houston wins. Truly, I don't. Um, in every way possible, all professional teams regarding Houston, I don't care. But regarding the criteria that I have, I feel like, I like Junior has that, like by a mile or two. So he's my guy. He's gonna win, and he's gonna win in a in a very convincing way. And to your point, Landon, like w- the decline of the All Star Dunk Contest, it's just lack star power. You know, Ooh. like Sean of us, you mentioning Blake Griffin and Dwight Howard, like those were like, you know, in our own right, they were stars, you know, and it's just, they brought that excitement, just the way that they were able to dunk and things like that. So there was this, it carried over into the, into the dunk contest for the past. I, I don't even know. It's become a point where now I don't really just check for the games, uh, for the contests like that. Last year was so disappointing to oh, me. Oh, so bad. It, it, I, I'm like, I, I, I remember rolling I'm, my just, eyes so many times. Oh my gosh, uh, I forget his name. The one who uh, he had the Tims on and he tried to dunk oh, with the my, Tims. Oh, you bringing like, back bad memories. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man. So I can't remember the player's name. He's from uh, Orlando Magic, but. Yeah, You know, it just wasn't a good contest. And I hope this year, which I think, you know, the talent is there across the board. I don't know about the new guy. Uh, what's his name? Mac McClung? Uh, Mac McClung. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, you, I, I watched some of his highlights. You better, you and better like, watch some more because that's my pick. That is my <laughs> pick. Have you seen his YouTube, his highlights? He was throwing through the legs in high school during the game. I mean, his highlights are impeccable and his dunks are remarkable. And that is why 
he is going to win this contest. He just got a NBA contract. So he's heading into this All-Star Weekend feeling good because he sees some dollars in that paycheck. And now he's going to put on a show so people can remember this forever because some of those dunks that he does behind the back, I mean, the twisting around through the legs of 360. I mean, this boy is amazing when it comes to dunks. Obviously, the other skills can improve so you can try to stay in the league. But the dunks, they're A. It has to be, if I go on 2K, I'm sure his dunks is probably at a 80 and the rest of them probably about 55. But the dunks are there and that's why he's going to win. All right. I so knew it. I knew Landon was going to pick him. What I you knew mean? I, I had a feeling. I know y'all seen the YouTube. I know I y'all seen the YouTube. Kendra and I are going with the established dunkers, the NBA dunkers, not the G League dunkers. Whoa, you said established dunkers, <laughs> not established players. You said Shana you said Bice, Shana Bice is uh, elitist, I see. I know. See, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it could be the NBA to be considered a dunker. That's 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 what uh, I was saying. And Kendra, to your point, I looked it up. I know you were asking. It was Cole Anthony last year for the Magic that was in that dunk oh yeah, contest. That was, that was terrible. And his, and his, 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 I'm not gonna say anything, but his dad was right there, just like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's that's yeah. He, it didn't really look like a proud dad moment for sure. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Okay, so the grand finale of this podcast episode. I mean, we all chose our own players. I'm, I'm pretty shocked, especially with the dunk contest. I mean, there's only four um, in the field for the three-point contest, eight. Now we're getting to the the uh, the grown man game, the all-star um, MVP. I mean, there's a lot of candidates. I don't even have to go through the roster here, but there's a lot of candidates for this all-star game MVP. It can go in many ways. And I'm going to start with um, Shana Vaz first for All-Star MVP. You know, I looked at the rosters. There's a lot of injuries this year. Um, <laughs> I like how you, you know, started this I, out. Like I think there's always – well, every time, you know, you look at guys who've won MVP in the past, I mean, you know, sometimes it's a surprise every year. I'm I'm looking at – I don't know. I just looked at the rosters. I, I, I picked a name. I, I think he's going to have a good game, and I think it's 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 going to be a uh, a homecoming of sorts for Mr. Donovan Mitchell as he comes into Ooh. comes into Utah and is you know in an All Star game and wins MVP for his old hometown. Uh, you know, for his old you know squad. You know, the city he used to play in for years and years before he got traded. I think it's, he's going to get a nice welcome by the Utah crowd. Um, I think he'll have a good game. You know, if, if I got to pick anybody, you know, a dark horse to win, I'm not going to go with the you know. Obviously, Giannis, you know, Luca, you know, all these guys are going to have are going to have great games. But, you know, a guy who I think is going to try to ball out and who's going to try to show, you know, not necessarily, hey, you miss me, but hey, thanks for everything. Like, let me put on a show for you guys. I think it's going to be Donovan Mitchell. So he's going to be my pick for MVP. Okay, Kendra. Um, mine is coming out of the, the Western Conference. Um, there are a lot of fresh legs in this. Um, a lot of newbies. You have Anthony Edwards in there. Um, De'Aaron Fox, Shaw Gildress Alexander. Like you have some, you have some newbies in there. And I'm tempted to go that route because you know it's just something about you know wanting to establish yourself on the big stage and you know around the celebrities and you know lebron james is your is the captain and you know you want to make it you know want to make your name known to people outside of your market and outside of you know um, the nba bubble with that being said oh lord <laughs> i am going to go with ja morant oh, i'm you going throwing with these curveballs man <laughs> Hey, you had me invested in this. I'm like, what happened? I'm I'm going with John Morant. I was tempted to go with um SGA. Yeah. You know, he's my he's he's in the back of my mind. I he's there and I wouldn't be surprised if he just 
slowly it just dominates the game in the way that he does man like yeah just in a very effective way he was, num- um, he was number Moran- two in, in number two in my mind kendra was sga Re- really yep that's okay, that so, it was between so, Mitchell and SGA. Okay. Okay. really like that you, what? Okay. no no what no you Landon, say? Landon. i thought you would say that why <laughs> <laughs> really okay no, don't Shonda Vaz, Landon is instigating. I know, I know. He's, he's, trying to turn, he's trying to turn us against each other. Ian Every does post, own, yeah. he's just Every trying to, you know. does that. Right, but that's not, my really wasn't like a, how dare you, Shonda Vaz. It's like a, oh, we on the same page, Shonda Vaz. I like how you did that, Kendra. Yeah, like we're manifesting something for SGA. All right. So I, I we're on the same page. Um, but I'm going with John Morant for the fact that, you know, people been talking a lot of smack. You know, there's been a lot of hate coming to him. You know, and there's been a lot West. of smack from his teammate. Yeah. It's been a lot of smack from his teammates. They giving out smacks to other people and all this other stuff, you know. But I think John Morant is gonna be like, look, I'm you know, we talk a lot of mess, but I know there's some a movement happening. KD is back in the Western uh, Conference. Kyrie is with the Mavericks, and Clippers got better, and LeBron and the Lakers, and all this other stuff. I just want to make sure y'all not forgetting about me and my squad. And I'm going to remind y'all that we are number two in the West for a reason, and that's me. And also, I'll even go out on a limb to say John Moran is the only superstar on the on the. On the Grizzlies, there's no other star player on his squad. And the fact that they're number two, you know, in the Western Conference, it's not being talked about enough, rightfully so, because, you know, KD and Kyrie don't took over the, the the big media or whatever. But Ja Morant is my MVP because he's saying, listen, don't forget about us. And uh, we're, we're here. We're not, we're, not, we're not running from the smoke. I will say I was surprised Jaron Jackson made that um, the All Star game. I, I know Miles Turner is is fuming, um, you know, because that's what Jaron Jackson is—a a block artist. I mean, he's so good at blocking shots. But even Aaron Gordon. But some, Ooh, of, these, yeah, Aaron some Gordon. of these votes, man, for the even for the All Star game, like how is Anthony Edwards and De'Aaron Fox not voted in? You know, previously, the like, how do they have to be like replaced right. injury? Yeah. Well, that makes no sense. You know, this, this voting is, is messed up too. Yeah, and I will, and and I will go back to Kendra's point. Aaron Gordon should have made it. Is it, I I like Jaron Jackson, but Absolutely. he's he's just amazing at blocks. It's, I mean, he's a good player, but he's really good at blocking shots. He's like, I mean, that's how Miles Turner was. He he was a good defender and a block artist. But Sean Avaz, you you mentioned Donovan Mitchell being back in Utah. He's now with the Cavs, um, and then Kendra, you mentioned it with John ja Morant. Nobody's really talking about the Grizzlies anymore after all these trades and all these teams getting better. So he'll definitely want to make his um, voice heard and his game seen. And that comes to a point where they both miss out on the MVP because I have another person who – is ready for the moment. I mean, there's been a lot of turmoil in national media and some even local media uh, when the trade happened, but I'm going with Kyrie Irving. Oh, you going with the Kobe Bryant, all-star game, MVP, Kyrie Irving. It will be the first time in Mavericks history. I like Kyrie him. Irving, he, he's built I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't he mind even said running and gunning. I mean, obviously he can play half court and run and gun, but he lives for these type of games. He he is just ready to put on a show. He's ready to just show people he's just here to hoop, and he's here to hoop good. And, and I think he's going to put on a show, and it's going to be interesting um, – how the voters choose because I kind of want to see Luca and Kyrie on the same team um, in the all-star game. That would be kind of fun um, or have them guard each other. I mean, we've seen it before um, with the nets or, um, but just have them guard each other as teammates and just see them laugh a little bit or, you know, just 
um, just have fun with that. So that that will be my pick for the All Star Game MVP. I'm actually happy that we didn't agree on any of these contests. That was good. So what do y'all to conclude this episode? Kendra, I'll start with you. Final words. We always do final words. What are you looking most forward to? We didn't even talk about the game tonight against the Nuggets. Let's do this. What are you looking forward most to the game tonight? And then what are you looking forward most to All-Star Weekend? Um, Tonight, I'm looking forward to, you know, just seeing how they establish their pace. Um, You know, I want to see how Luka comes out. Uh, Kyrie and Luka come out in the first quarter. Um, I, I also want to see, you know, who's going to – how they're going to fin Jokic. You know, like Ooh, he's yeah. just <laughs> – He's a problem. Yes. He's an absolute problem. You know, he can he gets the ball from everywhere. You know, it's not just in the paint. He get it at the elbow. He get it at the top of the key. You know, and that's going to be very challenging for McGee and 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 Powell and Wood to kind of keep up with. And you know, uh, that slow foot race. Um, so I'm I'm interested as far as defense. You know how they're going to. Uh, play them because that's a potential matchup you know so far every team that they've played the Clippers the Kings the Wolves you know now the Nuggets you know these are all potential playup um, matchups that they will see or they could see you know um, in the next couple of months and so um, Kyrie and Luca, you know that's it's going to be fun in in all of that but my interest is really is shifted towards defense like what are they gonna do? Yeah. Um, because that's that's been missing um, um, for a while now, and uh, I want to see how they respond on the road um, in a intense-ish environment. You know, I think people don't really like Kyrie, so I think that also gives them uh, crowds a little oomph to root against the Mavericks. And I just want to see how they respond. Um, I, I think they're going to respond well, but defense is all I'm looking at tonight. That's it. And also the, the all-star, um, I, I want to see LeBron, he might show up and say, listen, I might be, you know, up there and all of that, but I'm going to show y'all, you know, these young ones, <laughs> how I get down, <laughs> you know? So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Okay. Sean of Oz, what are you looking forward to most to uh, tonight's game and All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I'm uh, in agreement with Kendra there. I, I think the defense is going to be a big key. We've seen that be a struggle, uh, especially the interior defense and, and especially rebounding for the Mavericks the last few games. Um, you know, last time Dallas played um, played Denver, they won by one point in Denver. Uh, you know, the, the key to that was letting Jamal Murray try to, you know, try to go off and he went two of 11 from the field. So, and Luca only scored 22 in that game. So it, it didn't take a Herculean effort from Luca to win last time. And now you've got Kyrie Irving and, and relatively the same roster. I mean, Finney Smith wasn't guarding Jokic, right? So um, I would expect, you know, potentially more JaVale McGee uh, because of his experience guarding Jokic in the playoffs when he was with Phoenix and LA. Um, I would expect to to see Kyrie and, and Luca ball out, you know, and, and for Denver, I mean, I, I think Denver is one of those teams that people aren't even talking about anymore because so many teams in the West made moves. But, you know, we forget they're the one seed. Uh, you know, this is a team with the two time MVP that um, with with a guy in Aaron Gordon who sh- could and should be up for most improved player um, in the league. I mean, th- this is a really, really good squad and, and they're pretty deep, especially with, you know, the couple of the deals they made at the deadline. But um, you know, the Mavericks have a chance to, to really, you know, make some noise here. And, uh, you know, as we get into the all-star break and especially into the end of February into March where their schedule kind of tightens up against a lot of Western conference opponents. So yeah, I want to see a good defense. I want to see Kyrie and Luca ball out like they have the last couple of games. And then also weekend, man, also weekend's fun. It's, it's always, you know, as bad as we think the dunk contest and three point contest is we always watch and it's always a good time. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a time to just kind of kick back and relax and watch the superstars go at it, you know, on Sunday night, um, you know, at the at the actual game. So I'm excited. And then, uh, you know, we're back to basketball next week. Definitely. I am looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to seeing the pace 
because that's been a hot topic um and like Kendra says specifically the first quarter I want to see how they do against the Nuggets um defense and I want to see are they running and gunning or are they going to do the back and forth just choose their moments when to push really push um the pace up now I think there can be a compromise there I can be I, I think Luca does need to push it up more run just a little more and um and then Kyrie's so good at half court it, it's gonna work I mean it's it's we've seen it already um especially when they're both on fire it's gonna be because it seems like they take turns when they're on fire but when they're both um hitting their shots it's gonna be it's gonna be insane but all-star weekend I just want to have please just one good dunk contest just bring it back like make your dunks that's just make the dunks and just have something um special that we can remember because i don't even remember the last four to be honest and i hope the mavericks really take care of business on this nuggets game because they are the number one seed but that'll be a, a statement game if you find a way to um get this pull this win out heading into all-star break because it, it could really turn things around because if they can find a way to win this game tonight and then go in all-star game weekend you're around superstars Luca and Kyrie that'll be fun within itself but then you look at the next three games the Spurs Lakers and Pacers so you could really make a run if you find a way to beat the Nuggets and then make a statement after the all-star break with those three games and hopefully you can push to make third seed or even better see how the grizzlies do all right well that was our episode i hope everyone had a happy valentine's day belated valentine's day but thanks for tuning in as always uh always appreciate uh kendra and shauna vaz and ian joining the podcast and make sure y'all follow them on twitter as um, well well shauna vaz is the only one that uses it out of those Burn! three but, uh, let's go <laughs> shauna vaz where can they find you on twitter at mr mccani m-r-m-a-k-h-a-n-i kendra do you remember your twitter name <laughs> Hey, that's that's, a, that's a valid you? question. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. It. I do. It's uh, very Kendra. simple. At Kendra underscore Dunson. That's D-U-N-S-O-N. The only one. Goodbye, everyone.